So glad you're here today. Welcome all those tuning in online. Thanks for tuning in. We know you'll be challenged as we wrap up our series, Head Not Tail, today. So for the last four weeks, if you're new to the Grove, uh, you're coming on the end of the conversation. Right, so we do a series, kind of walk these ideas through for, you know, four to eight weeks at a time and just talk about what, what you know, the difference that they can make in our lives. So we're in a series called Head Not Tail. And throughout the, the month of uh, January, really the, the idea is what would it look like to win the year, right? What would it look like for 2019 that we ended as the head, not the tail? And so I'm watching this, uh, this horse behind me that's just running, and it's just slow motion, but it's running, it's, this momentum is carrying it. And I thought, hey, that's like, um, so next, next week is Super Bowl Sunday, wearing your jerseys. I'm, I'm sure there'll be some Bronco fans here. I'm like, that head, that head of that horse kind of looks like the Bronco horse, right? Like the, okay, there's one fan out there. All right, I was trying to help you out, Bronco fans. It's like we should superimpose the Bronco head on that, the whole video. You know, like, I think there'd be some people that are mad, though. So we didn't do that. But I just imagine, you know, what would it look like to be the head, not the tail? In 2018, as we look back over the year, um, we, we, it's pretty obvious when it comes to different areas of our life, we, we know pretty quickly, do we end as the head or do we end as the tail in different areas? And, and the whole series is about if we're going to win the year, we need to be able to be intentional about it. And we need to have the right resources at the end of the year to be able to win the year. Because yeah, we said this, the, the one with the resources is the one that wins the battle, that wins the war, that wins the year. And so you have to have those resources. And we started from the inside, and we started working outwards throughout the whole month of saying, hey, it's got to start internally, but at some point it's got to come out through the actions also. And we asked this question. We said, in 2018, were you the head or were you the tail? Were you the head of the year, or did you end strong, or did you end the tail? Maybe one area of this you ended pretty strong, but other ones you ended uh, not so strong. You were behind. We even use words like, um, I can't get ahead. I always feel like I'm behind, right? That's just terminology of being the tail, not the head. And so we said when it came to your emotions, when it came to your um, mental, mental health, when it came to your physical health, when it came to your spiritual health and your relationships and um, your finances, how did, how, did your end, how did the year end for you? Because um, if, if you can look back and say, all right, I didn't do so good here, then you ask the question, why? Uh, what was different? And then if we're going to be the head, what, what does that look like? And so every week we've been going through this. So the first week we talked about our emotions. We said it's very important that we become emotionally healthy and emotionally mature because that's a big indicator in life for success, right, when people that are emotionally healthy. And for those that aren't, we let the emotions lead and we get ourselves into troubles because uh, – into trouble because the emotion gets us uh, in, in a, a bad situation because we're letting the emotions lead, not, not our, 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 uh, our, our thoughts and our, our, what we know is to be the best actions. And so we just kind of follow. And being the tail in emotions means you, you say stuff out of emotion, you react out of emotion, and then you come along trying to figure out how to make this work, right? And so you become the tail. And we said uh, that was – so we, we challenge you to rest, learn to rest well. This year, make, it a, make rest a priority. But you're not sleeping in on the backside. Because uh, when you sleep on the backside, you never catch up. But learn to sleep on the front end, right? If you want to be the head, you sleep on the front end so that you're more refreshed. You learn to go to bed earlier so you can be healthier. Because one step to help us become emotionally healthy is having plenty enough rest so we can uh, be able to manage ourselves better. In the second week, we talked about Sabbath and creating margin and how margin, people that are successful, they have a, the end in mind. They have the goal in mind, but then they put these things in place, these steps in place to help them get there. Well, Sabbath is a weekly reminder, a day off, right? A day to unplug and disconnect is a weekly reminder for us to remember what we're trying to accomplish for the year. And so every week, if you do Sabbath well, the way the Bible talks about, it creates margin. And so instead of being tired and being burnt out, you actually get ahead of that. And you actually have a day where you ask the questions about life. You, you, you evaluate where you're at. You improve and you change things. And so we said if you're going to be mentally and physically healthy, you have to learn how to manage all that and create margin. In the last week, we talked about finances. 
And when it comes to financial health, when it comes to being the head, when it comes to finance, not the tail, um, you have to manage what you have well. And when you do that, you'll be entrusted with more. So when we learn to manage the things that God's given us, especially when it comes to finances, we'll be entrusted with more. And when we don't manage them well, we always lack and need more of that. So in, in, um, in Deuteronomy 28, 1 through, 14, 1 through 14 is where we get this passage of Scripture that talks about us being the head and not the tail. And it says this, uh, Moses is talking to the next generation that's going to be going to the promised land, and he's encouraging them and telling them, uh, telling them, if you follow God, his instructions, you'll be blessed. And he says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow his commands, all these blessings will come on you and they'll follow you, they'll accompany you, they'll overtake you. And he goes into the different blessings. He says, you're going to be blessed going in. You'll be blessed coming out. You'll be blessed in the country. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the barns. You'll be blessed with your, the produce. You'll be blessed with the, 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 the flock, the animals that your flocks produce. You're going to be blessed in all these areas. And he says, if you follow and trust God, if you, if you have a healthy um, relationship with him, if you're following his lead, he says, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. He'll make you the head and not the tail. And so we asked, what would that look like? Um, and I, and as I was, I was going through this message, even today, figuring out like, all right, as we wrap up the series, uh, one thing that kept coming up in, in my mind is what leads to being behind? Like what leads us to being the tail? What in our life leads us to find ourselves never able to catch up? Like, you know, when we're, we can't get ahead, but we're behind when, when we're overwhelmed in different parts of life, what leads to that? And I, I, I came up with one word over and over. I just kept hearing this word lack. There's a lack of something. In our lives, when we lack something relationally, it doesn't lead to health, it leads to unhealth. When, in our finances, when we lack something, and we talked about that last week, the lack is a budget, right? When you don't lack following your budget or lack having a budget, you will not end strong financially. You'll always be behind. You'll always incur, uh, add more debt to your, um, to, to your life if, if you don't have a budget, right? Because you're lacking something. Maybe the discipline or, or the ability to have a budget. Physical health, when you lack a, a, a specific plan, you will not get physical health. Nobody drifts to six-pack abs, right, on accident. You, if you want six-pack abs, you have to work hard for those things. It's going to take a plan. If you want to be healthy physically, you don't get there on accident. It has to be something that you, you, you work towards. So if you're lacking the discipline, you're lacking a plan, you'll never get there. And so this, through this whole uh, series, I'm thinking about what leads to being the tail, what leads to being the behind. And one of the, one of the names I wanted to call the series we're preparing is like, um, be the head, not the butt, right? Like that would be a good name for this. Like, man, learn to make wise choices in this. So you're not always on the backside, um, but learn to be the front. And, it, and if you want to, you have to learn to take that word lack or figure out what is lacking in these areas and be able to move forward. So in 2019, will you be the head or will you be the tail? When it comes to your emotions, when it comes to your mental health, when it comes to your, your physical health and spiritual health and your relationships and your finances, um, what, what are you going to end up as? And you won't end up there on accident. Like, it's got to be intentional. In fact, when you think about uh, being the head and not the tail, what does that look like in your finances? Can you visualize it? Can you picture it? Is it you looking at a bill saying, wow, I don't have money to pay for this? Or is it you looking at a bill saying, oh my, oh my goodness, look how much we pay down this year. Like, wow, we were able to save that even though this bill caught us off guard, our savings can cover this because we had an emergency fund, right? What, what do we need to do? And what's great is after last week's message, somebody in our church said, you know what? I would like to lead a financial group. I, I, I want to help those that struggle. So financial group, if you're struggling financially, get in a small group that will challenge you for this year to get things in order, all right? Uh, if you struggle with marriage and relationships with marriage, there's a marriage small group. Jump in one of those groups. But what will that look like um, when we look at that? What, what, what is going to lead to health? What's going to lead to us being the head in these areas? Uh, what is that going to take? 
And so we, we went from the inside emotionally, emotions, right, to learning the mental part, the physical part, uh, to finance, financial part. And this week we're going to talk about the relational part. Uh, what, what, what do we need to do in, in our relationships to be healthy, uh, to be the head, not the tail? Hosea 4, 6 says this, my people are destroyed from the lack of knowledge. So people in life, they're destroyed. They don't make, the outcome is negative. The outcome is not good when they lack knowledge. Proverbs 15, 22 says plans fail for lack of counsel or advice, right? Plans are going to fail when people have these good plans, but they don't ask for help or don't get the wise advice they need. Um, they will fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. And the idea in this scripture is not just going to anybody and looking for anybody to give you advice and help, but those people who have actually have a vested interest in you succeeding. Like if their advice is a bad advice and it leads to a negative outcome, like those are the kind of people that you want around you that are vested in you saying, I want you to succeed because it's going to cost me just as much as it's going to cost you if you take the wrong, if you take the wrong path. It's those kind of people. So not just listen to anybody, but it's a specific kind of people that are helping you on this journey. And so for a lack of vision, for a lack of counsel, in fact, I, I just searched in the Bible a lack, lack of, and there's all these verses that kept popping up about what, what lacking something leads to, right? When you lack wisdom, when you lack discipline, when you lack self-control, the outcome is always negative. And there was one positive lack, and uh, the only one I found was in Psalms 23, where, where um, David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Like he's saying, when you have the right relationships, you're not going to have that problem. What he's saying, when you're following God and he's your shepherd, he's your leader, you're not going to lack. You're actually going to have more than enough. You're going to have the right things because you'll be the head, not the tail. And this is God's heart throughout scripture. He's saying, I want you to make wise choices so it leads to the great outcomes. But if you don't, you can expect negative outcomes. You can expect, expect bad outcomes. And so according to these verses we just read, um, the way people fail is because they're lacking something. Um, when we lack or we're missing something, it never leads to a positive outcome. And we say, we said healthy people do healthy things. Well, when people that are healthy in relationships, what are those things they're doing that are healthy? And that's what we're going to talk about today. What are those, what are the things that healthy people do in relationships that keep their relationships healthy? Um, and, and I would say this, out of all of the, the things we've been challenged the last few weeks, if you got all the other things in order, you became emotionally healthy, you became physic, uh, physically and, and even, some, even spiritually and uh, financially healthy, but you ignore this one area of your life, you will never reach your potential. You'll never become everything that God intends you to become. And it'll always be one of those things that keeps you back. So in other words, I'm saying if you missed today's lesson, you're really missing a, a big part of what God is wanting to help us in life. And so don't lean in and, and, and be challenged to be able to say this year, 2019, man, I'm going to become healthy when it comes to my relationships with people around me. Andy Stanley, a leader that I learned a lot from, he says this. He says, your friends will determine the quality and the direction of your life. The people that you choose to allow influence in your life, they're going to determine the quality of your life, and they're going to determine the direction of your life. Other people say that, that, that we run in circles, right? Healthy people run in circles. Unhealthy people run in circles. Divorce runs in circles. Healthy marriages run in circles. In other words, if you find something that's healthy, you could find other people in their circle that are also healthy. And if you find something that's unhealthy, you look at their circle of influence, the friends around them, you could pretty quickly realize, oh, their friends are also unhealthy. Why? Because we make allowances for each other according to what we think is, is appropriate in those circles. So if you're in a healthy group, we, don't, we make allowances for people to do healthy things, not unhealthy things. And, in, and when there's somebody in our group that's doing something unhealthy and we're healthy, we say, hey, that's, that's going to hurt. That's not going to help. But if you're in an unhealthy circle, it's kind of like, man, we, all, we don't want you to get better because um, that doesn't make us have to change things in our lives. And we want to just keep doing what we're doing. 
And so it's the so in this message today, what I'm challenging you is pay attention to the people around you. In fact, they say we're some of the influence of the people in our lives, right? Like if you want to look, um, if you want to know what you look like in your as a person, just look at those closest to you, and they'll be a reflection back to you, kind of who you are. Um, because we make allowances for each other, we 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 challenge each other. So those people around you, like if you got a list of the five. Um, most influential people in your life at this moment. You looked at your phone. You looked at the, the different ways to track it, you know, conversations you've had, uh, whether on, on the phone or through text or through messenger or something like that, and begin to look at those. You begin to see, okay, out of these five people that are around me, um, if they're all unhealthy, you are in the, you're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong circle. In fact, I have one leader who tells me if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Like I need to get in rooms that I'm not the smartest. Like I can learn and I can grow and I can stretch. And now we're going to talk about in, in our circle, there should be people that aren't actually always healthy, but that's because we're trying to help them get out of that. So uh, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to relationships and friendships, uh, whether you're married um, or when it comes to the people you have around you, uh, whether you're a parent and your kids um, or in work with your coworkers or our spiritual health with God, in those relationships, the question is what, what kind of outcome do you want to have? What is the outcome that you want in 2019? Like what do you see as a parent of you and your kids? Um, as, a, as a couple, what do you see that's going to be that's going to be healthy? Like, what, what's the outcome that you want? Because uh, if you know the outcome, right? If you you could figure out what the outcome is, you can then begin to determine what actions and steps do I need to start doing to get there, and what actions and steps do I need to stop doing that's going to keep me away from that outcome in your relationships. So, what does it head look? What does it being like? What does it look like to be the head in your marriage? And what does it look like to be the head in in your other relationships with your kids and your coworkers? And what does it look like as opposed to being the tail? At the end of the year, you're going to be one of two. The question is, did you, are, you, are you putting the right things in place to get there? Um, and here's what I know when it comes to relationships. Uh, there's always a who before a what. See, in 2019, everybody starts writing resolutions, right, at the end of the year. Like, I'm going to change this and change this and change this. And those are great. We should have those. But if you don't, have, if you don't change your influences, the people around you that are closest to you, uh, to help facilitate those changes, you'll always revert back to whatever the group allows. And so if your group is allowing on health, you'll be unhealthy. It doesn't matter. And so um, who before what? When I look back over my life, the best decisions that I ever made in life, the best decisions, I didn't make them alone. It's because somebody, and most of the time there are people that are ahead of me on the journey, they said, hey, Eric, did you think about this? Well, if you thought about that, this might fit you really good. And because I had other people speaking into my life, I was able to make wise choices and wise decisions. And when I look back, and I'm like, I'm so glad I made that choice. That, was, that helped me to get to the place I'm at. That is, that is challenging me to become better. And then when I look over my life and I think about all the dumb decisions, dumb choices that led to pain and hurt, maybe with me, right? You can look back and think like, man, those, that was a really dumb decision. Notice, notice that you're not alone either. Like who were those people around you that were saying, this is going to be okay. Hey, let's do it. It's going to be fun. Like who cares about the future? This is going to be fun right now. Like it doesn't matter what it's going to cost then. No matter how many broken bones you have, this is going to be awesome right now. Um, and one of our team members, he told me, well, let me show you some pictures. Um, and if you just Google people doing dumb stuff or stupid people doing stupid things, um, these videos will pop up, right? These like um, just these, these clips of different people doing dumb things. And and I was watching last night. I was laughing partly, and then part of me is like cringing, like, oh my goodness, that's so painful. And I'm thinking about um, just these, these these videos where people are filming. And and uh, let me show you a picture. I couldn't show the whole video because some of the videos weren't appropriate to show today. Um, some of them were. Some were painful. If you if you look at this picture, how many of you guys would guess this is going to be a really good outcome? Yeah, yeah, right. Somebody standing on top of the letter, 
I don't think they're like practicing for WWF or something or WWE, right? They're about to, um, to he, this guy's going to try to break this table with his body. And uh, notice the who next to him, right? One of his friends standing, holding the ladder saying, this is going to be so awesome, do it. And then if you watch the video longer, um, not only is he not the head, he's, he's the tail, but he's a really big tail. But um, he's unconscious after he does this. And he, he flops on the table and, and then you're just kind of like, so not... He lands on his head and his back, and it's horrible. So one of those videos, you're like, oh, my goodness, that, that's going to, like, follow him for the rest of his life on that injury, most likely. Um, who was thinking this through? Next picture. Uh, some guys uh, thought it would be brilliant to have a little pool party where they could barbecue in their pool, right? Like, a grill in the pool. Like, this is going to be awesome. We can hang out in the pool and eat our food. Um, NBC, an issue with this, right? How many of you guys know when you mix water and electricity that the outcome is not good? Anybody, if you don't know this, let me tell you, this is really dumb, all right? If you have this opportunity, don't do it. Don't get in the pool. Tell your friends this is really stupid. No, no, but we got our floaty, floaty flip-flops that are going to keep the power out of the water. We, we thought of everything, guys. We got our duct tape. It's going to hold this little piece of um, death, right, from getting to us on the side of the pool. But just notice, there's always a who around the choices we make. Sometimes they're positive and sometimes they are negative choices like we look at. Uh, last week I showed you the video of a lady who, you know, life's hard and why make it harder. Well, I found a, a video, a Cesare found a video, and, and uh, the, 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 um, the caption actually said this, actual footage of me trying to get through life, right? And when it comes to relationships, the whole context of relationships that we're talking about, this person, this, this hamster you'll see in a second, um, sometimes if, if you feel like this, you're, you're probably in the wrong circle, and you should question your relationships, right? <laughs> actual footage of somebody trying to get through life. Some weeks, I know, we feel like this, right? Like nothing's working out. Wait for it, wait for it. Still, still coming. That's good. So in life, sometimes it feels like that. We're just getting drug along. Like we have no control. It's like, man, all the outcomes are just, they're not coming out the way I was hoping for. There's always a who attached to those outcomes. Always. And sometimes the who is you. Sometimes the who is me. And, and we would call that self-deception, where we lie to ourselves about things. But because we don't have people around us that could call us out on that, they're still contribute to us not getting healthy. See, see the, the lie that we tell ourselves is the deadliest of all lies because we give ourselves permission to keep doing unhealthy things. And if you don't have people around you who are going to call and say, hey, that's not going to work out, Eric, in the end. I don't think you should jump up that ladder. Like, there's a good chance you'll be paralyzed for the rest of your life. There's a good chance you're going to die having this little pool party, right? You shouldn't do that. You get people around you who would call you out. You ask others that you could trust, others that you look up to, others that, that will help you get on this journey that are healthy and saying, hey, I, I need to get in these circles. I need to figure out how to do this. Because here's the thing. The wrong people will not lead to the right outcomes. The wrong people will show you the wrong outcome, but you, and you can learn from that and say, I, I shouldn't do that because it's a bad example, right? Everybody's good for something, even a bad example. If you learn from that bad example, you could maybe avoid it, but they can't teach you the right example. They can't teach you the right thing. All you know is, wow, that hurts. I shouldn't do that. But you'll never learn what is the right thing to do in this situation. Because a lot of times it's, it's, it's different than that. But if you have the right people around you, you can figure this out. In the Bible, there's a story in, in uh, first, so first Kings in the Old Testament, uh, First Kings chapter 12. And the story goes, um, it's about a king who just inherited the kingdom. So his father Solomon dies. So, so David becomes the first king, um, uh, become, becomes a king who begins to rule um, over, over Israel. And God makes a promise to David. And when David dies, his son Solomon becomes the next king. And then when Solomon dies, Rehoboam becomes the next king. And Rehoboam, he beca- he's very young. He, comes, he, he becomes in, in power, gets into power as the ruler of, of, of Israel. 
And the elders of, of the city, they come, some, some people in the city, they come to him and say, all right, king, um, your father was very hard on us. Like we did a lot of work for him. He, 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 was, a, he was a taskmaster who drove us to do a lot of work. Um, he taxed us, and, and the taxes are pretty high. Uh, we tell you what, if you'll give us a break and you'll help us to kind of relax a little bit, not, not be so hard like your dad was, uh, we'll follow you. And, and Rehoboam says, okay, give me three days. I'll think about it. I'll let you know my answer. And so he consults his, his father's counsel, right, the wise men of the, of the community, of the country, of the, of the city. And he brings them in and says, all right, guys, here's what the people are saying. What should I say? And they tell him, all right, king, if you want to have a rule in a healthy way, you, you need to lighten up the load. Like tell him, hey, I'm here to serve you. I'm not here to drive you. I'm here to be your king as a servant, not to be somebody who's going to rule over you. And so he brings advice. Okay, I'll let him know in three days. Thanks for your advice. And he goes, and the next story, he says he brings his friends in that he grew up with. And he brings them in, and he says, all right, guys, here's what the people are saying. Um, they're saying it's too hard. My, my father's too hard. I should be a little lighter on them. I should serve, not, not drive. What do you guys think? And he says, no, that's not how leaders lead. Like, you're, you're a strong leader. You're the most important person in this room. Like, you, you know what? Tell him, if you think my dad was, was tough on you, like, my, my finger, my pinky is going to be bigger than his waist when it comes to driving the agenda forward. Like, he thought he was hard. Man, just wait until I, until I tell you what we're going to be doing. And that's the advice his friends gave him. Guess which advice he followed? It wasn't the wise people. It was his friends. And the outcome was he comes back three days later and tells them, all right, I have a, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. You want less? I'm going to give you more. You thought my dad was hard? I'm going to be harder. You thought he was a hard leader? I'm going to give you a better leader. I'm going to show you what, what's going to happen. And that day, the kingdom all walked out of him, on him. And it says that only two tribes out of the 12 actually followed him. And that was only because of the promise God made to David, not because of him. And the other tribe just split and it left. And he lost all his ability to lead because he had the wrong people around him. And he, had the, he actually had the right people around him. He just chose to ignore them. And he had the wrong people that he chose to listen to. And in our lives, this is us. Every single, every single moment, every single day, we can either have the right people around us that are helping us on this journey and, and listen to them and get better outcomes or have the negative people that are going to lead to something that is un, unhealthy. Um, Here's the thing when it comes to, to the people around you. You know, if you want to change your behavior, but you don't change the environment that's going to facilitate health, it will never lead to health. So, like, if, for example, if you struggle with alcohol, right, alcoholism or an addiction like that, and, and you want to change your behavior and you say, I'm not going to drink tomorrow, I'm going to break this out, I'm, I'm going to break from this, I'm going to be better, but you keep hanging out with your friends in, the, in places and in environments that lead to, lead to that, you'll never overcome because you're putting yourself in an environment that doesn't facilitate health. It only facilitates more of that. And if your friends are real friends and they know that you're trying to break this, they're not going to be the ones to say, hey, just hang out. It won't be that bad. Just, just one, right? Your real friends are going to be like, hey, I thought you wanted to change. Like, that's not going to lead to anything good. And whatever this is in our life, whatever decisions, maybe it's debt. You're carrying on debt. And you have people around you that are saying, hey, that's not healthy. It's not good. Let me help. Let me encourage you. That's why you get in small groups. They'll be challenging you. They'll help you to become better to help you to see life in a different way see because in my life the best decisions i made because of counsel i got from wise people and the dumb decisions i made is because i went along with the crowd or there was the wrong who in the room sometimes it was me right convincing everybody else or convincing myself is going to be okay and i knew it wasn't going to be okay first corinthians fifteen thirty three says don't be misled don't be fooled don't don't bad company corrupts good character always Bad company will always corrupt good character. You'd be like, no, no, you don't know my friends. Yeah, they're not the healthiest of people, but I'm going to teach them. I'm going to help them. No, no. It'd be like you trying to pick up 
a whole bunch of people from a, from a higher position, of, uh, uh, you know, on the stage here from the ground, and you're trying to pick up somebody, it's going to take a lot of work to pick those people off the, off where they're at. It'll be a lot easier for them to pull you down because you, they're stronger than you. The idea is if, if you allow people in your life that are unhealthy, they're going to corrupt you and, help, and make you unhealthy also. But the good news is if you get people around you that are healthy, the same thing is going to happen. They're going to begin to do the opposite effect. They're going to help you become healthier. Uh, see, in our, in, our, in our world, in our relationships, you know, it's uh, one of the challenges we have in, in this whole series I'm pushing hard is we can't think about it just now. It's not the immediate what's in front of us. It's the outcomes that we're hoping for. So it's January 2019. It's a great month. It's almost over, right? And, and we could live for the moment. We could live for the month and do whatever feels good. But if we're not thinking about December when it comes to our finances and our, and our health and our relationships, we're not going to end up there on accident where we really want to be. It's going to take intentionality. And so what happens in relationships is we think about just the now. Like, oh, man, this is making me feel good. This choice is something that's going to – it's fulfilling something in my life right now. I'll, I'll, I'll worry about it later on. Or when it comes to finances, like we're going we're gonna to reach into our future. We're going to borrow some money from over here, right? We're going to bring it back into our present and say, hey, let's just have fun now with this. We'll figure it out later on. Well, when you have that mentality and mindset, and you're always trying to catch up on the backside. You never become the head. You're always the tail. And at some point, you're going to borrow so far in your future that there'll be nothing left for you to borrow. And you'll never be the, the, become the head. It, it'll ruin you. It'll mess you up. And you'll always be lagging behind, always trying to figure it out. But we do this in different things in our lives and relationships. And we get in relationships that are unhealthy, but we say, you know, we'll figure it out later. Right now, it's, it's more, more important now. I need this. Like, it makes me feel good. And I need these things. And we let our emotions lead. Um, we let, we let our, what, what, what our desires lead our choices. And then we wonder why we're not ending up where we want to be. And the answer is saying, okay, just remember now, it leads to then. Like this moment is leading down to the future. Hey, guy, jumping off the ladder, just know this moment is leading to the hospital in a few hours. And this moment is leading to painful rehab for the rest of your life. Do you, if you think it's really worth the video, uh, Shannon, Shannon told me today, he's like, hey, this is just a question. Like this is just a, if somebody is filming you, if there's a camera out and they're cheering you on to do something, that's a really good indication that you probably shouldn't do it, right? This guy's like, it's going to be awesome, do it. And then, okay, that is horrible, right? And I watched these videos over and over last night. Some of them made me laugh. Some of them made me almost cry because you're thinking the rest of their life, that will be the story they told. Well, there was this time I was trying to be cool in front of everybody and my friends thought it was awesome. They were recording it and we got a million views, but hey, you know, didn't really quite work out the way I thought it was. Now always leads to then. In relationships, when it comes to couples, if you're not married, now always leads to then. In your relationships, but it makes me feel so good. I need this. It validates me. Yeah, that validation now is going to lead to something later on. If it's not healthy, it's not going to end healthy. The wrong people will lead to you being the tail, but the right relationships will lead to you being the head. See, so so, so what, what, what are you saying? Well, if you have the right people, they're going to help you have wisdom and find wisdom. If you have the wrong people, it's going to lead to foolishness. It's going to lead to you, uh, to negative outcomes. It's going to lead to you not having, leading to lack and missing something in life. And this is so important that it, 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 I think it would take, it would be wise for us to pause and say, in my life, who are those people around me that are helping me become better? And are those people around me, are they pulling me down and keeping me stuck? And it's going to take courage and strength for you to say, you know what, and I love you, but until we can get this healthy, I can't be around you. Until we can figure this out and I can become a healthy person and maybe help you in this process, then, then I could, I, we could figure it out. See, when it comes to resources, the most important resource we have are relationships, our people. 
People are the most important relationship we have in this world. And I should say this, right, the right relationships are the most important resource you have. And if you figure this out, these relationships will actually help you figure out all the other stuff that you struggle with also. You get the right people around you. Um, this, this last week, I had the privilege of going to uh, Florida to go do some training with some church planners. And I uh, went, went to, to being, being a, at an amazing church in Florida. is doing an incredible job. And they're training these church planners around. There's 12 different states represented and 20-some different churches that we're helping start um, that went to this training. And in, in this room, I'm, I'm, as, as, a, as a church, we're saying, we've, God's blessed us. Let's, let's help other churches to, to do what we do, right? And so uh, for the last half year, last couple of years, I've been doing that. We've been doing this, coaching others and, and helping others to do what they, what they need to do. And in the process, it takes a little bit of work on my part um, to, you know, research and to help these, help these individuals, these couples figure out what they need to do. So it's taking energy to help them figure this out. Uh, but the reason that I do this is because somebody else has done it for me, but not just that. When I get in these environments, there's always a who in that room that helps me become better. Sometimes it's the facilitator who's just doing an incredible job at his church that I learn some new language, I learn some new ideas. This week, it was a, a pastor um, who, who's, who has the, the role of coaching other pastors around our nation. Not when I say pastors, like thousands of pastors, this guy coaches, and he's coaching some of the best. So for lunch, I'm sitting next to him. I'm asking questions. At every break, I'm hanging out with him, asking him questions. And he's pouring into me, helping me become a better leader. Why? Because I'm trying to get around people that are further ahead of the road so I could become a better person. And then I'm trying to help others around me also to become better. So here's the thing. So one of the things you need to start doing if you want to have healthy relationships, it's almost going to sound kind of true to what I'm saying. I'm not just saying cut out all relationships. You should, if they're unhealthy, begin to cut them out. But but the answer really is that you need to actually start being the right person. Like the way you're going to get healthy is you have to start being the healthy person. You have to start acting as the healthy person. Because if you wait for everybody else, it never happens. It takes you to step up and step out and say, all right, it's going to start with me. Like it has to start my decisions. It has to start with me being aware of what's going on, and I'm going to become that healthy person. In fact, one of the, one of the, um, one of the characteristics of people that are healthy when it comes to you know, emotional health and, um, and being emotionally intelligent um, and figuring out how to have healthy relationships is empathy. People that can understand other people's pain and understand what other people are going through, like you're, you're a healthier person when it comes to relationships. And, and one of the reasons a lot of people in our country don't have healthy relationships is because there's no empathy for others because they're only focused on self. Like, I want to get better. I want to break this addiction. I want to become all this. And all they think about is themselves. They never, never realize there's others around them that maybe have the same thing or you've come further than they are. You can help them on this journey. It's figuring out how can I become the person that I'm supposed to become. And, and the answer is you have to be the right person if you're going to find the right people. Like if, if you're looking for a relationship, you're not married, you're looking for that, that spouse, the future spouse, they're not going to just show up to you if you're the wrong person. Like you have to become the right person and then eventually you'll find the right person. If, if you're trying to figure out life and how to be healthier, you, you have to start saying, what do the healthy people do? And then how can I begin to act like this and, and so I can, I can find those healthy people? And you have to be very aware of it. In fact, today's challenge, this is the challenge that I'm giving you today, is this week is, would you make five people you don't know smile? So every day, today, when you're at the restaurant, when you're at the grocery store, you're at the gas station, wherever you're at, maybe your family, whoever it is, maybe it's not just five you don't know, but just five people. What if you made five people smile every day this week? What would happen? You would think, like, that's not that hard. That doesn't seem, like, significant. But it does. Because what's going to happen is some point this week, you're going to be walking down the grocery store, and you're going to encounter somebody. You're going to try to make them smile, and they're not going to smile at all. And you're going to try again. You're going to do your hardest, and they never smile. And something in you says, I wonder why they can't smile. And then you begin to think, like, man, maybe this, this mom 
of four is really struggling with life right now, and she can only focus on the pain. And then something happens in you, you say, wow, maybe, maybe she's had a really hard something in her life. And instead of being mad at somebody that doesn't respond in a healthy way, you actually begin to feel for somebody. Can you see how this would help relationships, right? So it's a single step. To have healthy relationships, you have to be the person that you want others to be. And if we all did this in the room, can you imagine our city, how, how friendly it could become if we were contagious in the way that we approached others and we began to be the person that other people need? And in time, what's going to happen is you're going to actually begin to attract others that are very similar to that that are going to help you on this journey. And you look for it. One of the things we do in church, we do small groups. We do this intentionally because we know if you'll get in these circles of people, you'll begin to improve your life. Why? Because you'll begin to learn something new. You'll get around others who have, who have been there. Like, you know, so people that lead in marriage are not perfect in marriage, but they know, they know their struggles and their challenges. They want to help you in that. For parents, if you're a parent, get around other parents who are doing a good job and ask them questions. See, our challenge as a culture is too many parents want to be their kid's friend and not their kid's parent. And so instead of disciplining them now and, and helping them figure this out, they just say, you know, you'll figure this out one day, you know, it'll work out. No, discipline now leads to no punishment then. No discipline now leads to a lot of punishment later on when they're older. And our culture says, hey, don't give any limitations to any kids. Let them be a free spirit. Let them do whatever they want. And research shows that's, that's, that's the dumbest thing you could do for anybody. We all need some limits. We all need some structure to be able to, be able to thrive and do well. And because culture says, no, no, you can't, you're going to damage them. No, no, you're actually doing worse because uh, not by disciplining them now, when they get older, society and culture will discipline them. And because they won't fit in, because they'll be selfish, they're not going to be able to gain the right friends. Our relationships are very important. Parents, what you do is important. You need to get around others that can help you on this journey to become the best that you can become. So learn to add values to others, and you'll begin to see that others will begin to add out value to you. Learn to be the generous person, and you'll begin to find others be generous to you. This week, man, I was the head in everything I did. It was amazing. Everything that worked out for me, the way it needed to. Why? I think there's a reason because I wasn't trying to be the head. I was actually trying to help others figure out life. I was pouring into others. I was helping others to learn. And out of that process, I became the one that was the beneficiary of all of this, all these good things that happened. So learn to say, all right, God, how can I be that person to others? How can I be aware of those that are influencing my life? How can I minimize the negative influences and maximize the positive influences? Who in my world and my circles, the people that I know that know others, will help me be able to become healthy in these different areas? And then begin to ask questions, be humble, be approachable, begin to figure out how to do that. So I read a scripture, Hosea 4, 6. God says, my people are destroyed from, the lack, from lack of knowledge. This context is not knowledge and just knowing a lot. The context is actually knowledge of knowing what God has for your life. The idea here is people perish because they don't understand what I'm trying to do in their life. Like they don't understand me. They don't have a relationship with me. They don't know me. And as we talk about health, being the head, not the tail, and all these areas... You, you could focus on all this stuff externally and, and, and physically, but if you ignore this one thing in our relationships, especially with God, you'll never become everything God intends for you. In fact, he says, those people that ignore me and don't have any understanding of what's going on, they will perish. They will not accomplish what I've set out for them to accomplish, what I hope for them to accomplish. And today, as we end this series, the one thing that I will challenge you with is make sure you always start with God. That, first, that most important relationship in your life is saying, God, I want to make sure things are right with you and me. God, I want to make sure that I know what you're doing in my life so I don't miss out. Because God wants a relationship with you. But it's up to us to say, I can't do this on my own. I need, need your help. So do me a favor. As we close our service, would you, um, would you close your eyes and bow your head today?
As I've talked through this, this whole series, the last four, and as I end now on relationships, some of you are in very unhealthy relationships. And today, you need to make a, a choice and decision to say, God, help me to have strength to change what's happening. For others of you, you don't know what to do because you don't even have a relationship with God, and you're kind of struggling and saying, man, the outcomes are not good. And I struggle with things. What, what needs to change? I would say the first step is saying, God, I need to make things right with you first. And then out of that, God will begin to help you, lead you on this journey. So today, if you're here and you need a different outcome for 2019, 2018 wasn't the outcome you wanted, especially for those that have been living your life for you, for yourself, without any kind of acknowledgement of God's help or presence in your life. This year, the best thing you could do is saying, God, I want you in my life. God, I can't do it without you. See, the Bible says if we humble ourselves and we confess to God, we're not able to do it without your help. He hears that prayer. But if we harden our hearts and we're proud and say, I can do this on my own, I don't need anybody, he ignores that person. He resists that person. So today, my, I would say, be, be, have humility, be humble, and say, God, I need your help. And for you that are in this room and you don't have a relationship with God, I would love to lead you in a prayer that just says, God, I come into my life. God, I want a relationship with you. Help me have a new start. So do me a favor. If you're in this room, I'm not going to bring you to the front. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer right there in your seat. If that's you, would you say, man, I want God in my life. I want to be healthy. I want to start with him. Awesome. I see a couple of hands. Another hand. Hands going up. God, I want you in my life. I need your help. That's the best starting point you can have. God, I can't do this without you. I need your help. Awesome. Quite a few hands went up. And if that was you to raise your hand, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's just, you repeat it after me and just saying, God, forgive me. Help me. Invite you in my life. I put my trust in you. If you're a Christ follower in this room, would you join in praying with us so they're not praying alone? If you raise your hand, would you, would you say this prayer? Say, Father God, today I acknowledge that I cannot do life without you. I need your help. Forgive me of my past, of my previous decisions that have led me away from you. Come into my life. Give me a new start. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on that cross so I could have a way back to you. Can have a new start. Today I put my trust in you. Help me to have a great year. Help me to end strong. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate all those that pray that prayer today.